Hello, and welcome back to These Are Bad Movies. I'm Amanda Ferriante. And I'm Amy Bell, and you sound like you're going to be up to something. Well, I like to make you worry. Are you worried? Yes. I like that. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, we had a conversation when we were discussing the day after tomorrow mm. about the politics of disasters yes and disaster global warming movies. and how they're portrayed and i said don't look up did a good job of it and i said i bet i can find a problem <laughs> uh i think don't look up is a really good movie well we've watched a lot of really good movies that had problems that's true that's true i i just feel it in me okay like i'm sensing the aura yeah because i haven't seen it yet yeah but i'm going to yeah so i can make a point and die on that hill okay all right if i have to dig deep i'll do it okay but we're doing this for hashtag hot earth summer hot earth summer Woot. <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh because it's hot and it's summer and, and it's just going to get worse, y'all. And we're watching movies. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, let's watch this one. <laughs> All right. We're back. That was fun. We watched it. We did. I enjoy that movie. I feel like I may have been slack-jawed for a significant portion of the movie. Really? That's what I recall. I know my face was doing something. Because you kept looking at it. Yeah. Well, it, it it wasn't doing anything all that noteworthy, which is actually unusual for your face. Oh, then I was paying attention. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it, it looked like you were enjoying this movie watching experience more than a lot of our others. That but, is very you know, true. when we watch movies at home, you also don't flap about and yell at the movie as much as you do when we go out. Well, I feel like we go out for particularly egregious movies possible that's possible mm -hmm. okay all mm -hmm. right so uh do you want to be the lord of the plot again Ooh, yes so in short there's some scientists who are running a program somewhere cold and remote <laughs> and you know there's the guy in charge and a bunch of students and they're looking at space and all the things that are in space. And one of them notices that one of the things in space is really cool. And it's an asteroid. And Comet. Comet. Eh. And they're really excited. It's a space thing. And they're excited. And they're doing the calculations and starting to get concerned. Because the calculations seem to impact that this space thing is really, really, really big. And also on trajectory to hit planet Earth. And so they call up an organization <laughs> specifics who needs them and the organization is like yeah that's bad hold on while we talk to a government space defense force <laughs> and they talk to the government space defense force and they say yeah that's bad <laughs> and then the the scientists who are in a cold place get flown out of the cold place to the White House where they wait and they wait 
and they wait because the president is too busy uh, glad-handing and getting birthday presents to listen to the scientists talk about how there's a big thing coming to destroy the earth and in the meantime a four-star general sells them free snacks and our dear main character played by jennifer lawrence cannot get over that this general charged them for the free snacks that felt very real yeah yeah that seems like the kind of thing that you would actually run into weird people doing yes well well, and in like the end times it's like what else are you going to focus on like the end times uh, can be explained. Yeah, that, that that felt very like familiar to me. Yeah, I, like, I I would have also been like, all right, you know about all the other stuff. Have I told you about the snacks? Yeah, because like the other stuff is sad and bad, but makes sense. Yeah, what's with this guy? Yeah, so that that felt very good. Um, I was really happy with all the performances. That's not synopsis, but anyhow. Eventually, they have to go, like, leak the story and... uh, Take it to the, like, daytime talk shows. Yeah, and there's a lot of media and back and forth and uh, campaigning and and what is or isn't good for the president in terms of getting reelected and all all these kinds of things. Um, And a lot of it is obviously satire. It's a satirical film. Yes. And at first, the United States is going to wait and see if it is a big deal. And then the story breaks and it gets attention. And so then the United States is, we're going to save everybody. And then it becomes a uh, CEO genius type who comes in and it's, yeah, genius in quotes, y'all. The the genius type that they try to sell you in the media, like you know, think the Steve Jobs or the Elon Musk. And remember, everyone, Steve Jobs just let himself die rather than trust a doctor. This is true. Like that's the level of air quotes genius that dude was. Okay, this is true. <laughs> and just like actual con men, you know. Um. Anyway, he comes in and he's saying, my science cell phone people have determined that there's a bunch of really cool stuff that we could use. To Rare make, earth minerals. To make like more cell phones on that space rock. So our plan is to harvest the space rock. <laughs> yes. And so then the United States turns over their save the earth plan to that guy. <laughs> And surprise, surprise, it doesn't work out because the technology had issues. Yeah. And, and then, they weren't doing peer-reviewed science. Mm-mm. They were just trying to make a buck. Yeah. And the people in the room who were scientists couldn't get a word in edgewise to actually address things. Yeah. Um, and then I think there was some kind of backup that also failed. I don't really recall that part. Uh, And the whole crux of the movie, spoiler alert, is the evidence of the impending planet death is literally visible in the sky. And if you just look up, you can see it for yourself. (laughs) And then 
the opposition who are portrayed as you know like hardcore american conservative right-wingers you know january 6th types they're wearing like pseudo maga hats yeah um their response is don't look up (laughs) and so that's the back and forth is like can we convince enough people to look up at the sky to see what's gonna kill us yeah um and the answer is no they can't and everybody dies and everybody dies except for the president and elon musk type and some other people who got on a big like an arc rocket to another planet and they wake up and then they start getting eaten by the dinosaur the, the inhabitants yeah. of the planet and then the movie's over well and then the oh, yeah. president's son climbs out of the rubble just for comedic effect like last but man alive honestly that was not it, like as well timed comedically or point making like it just wasn't that good yeah right but, i mean like second and second extra end scene you know could have still been better than that yeah yeah yeah. not my biggest issue with the movie yeah you know people people have issues with like the portrayal of the right or they loved the portrayal of the right and i don't know. well it depends on if you're on the right or the left exactly yeah <laughs> it's like this isn't fair the way i'm depicted and the people who are going, well, that looks accurate to me. You know, just that like looks exactly like typical what's stuff. happening right now. Yeah. So before watching the movie, I thought my general problem with it would be like it took a lot of money to make this movie, and uh, it didn't seem to recoup that in theaters, but also it's streaming, and and it's I don't think the point of making movies should necessarily be to make money right but like the instinct the instinctual thing to respond to that with is well in this movie about uh ostensibly climate disaster because that does seem to be the metaphor they used so much money to make this movie instead of putting it into climate stuff so I mean, and like, that that was my instinct. Is it really? Was it really that much spending compared to other movies, though? And I mean, I don't. Did it ever go into theaters? Because I thought it was just a streaming release. I haven't read the wiki page. Okay, in a minute. But you found something else to land on. Is what happened? Yeah, and okay. like like the thought that occurred to me is just like, whoever put the money into that movie would have put it into a different script if they hadn't seen this one. Right? Yeah. Like, a movie was going to be made. Yeah. And this is better than some that could have been made. Like, it was fun. I was laughing. I was... Well, like... and you're, you're still touching on an argument that really comes down to, like, uh, individual choice being what... Exa- yes. What climate change is, is dependent upon, and it's not. It's not. It's, they are it's... not responsible it's full policy decisions. It's cutting off yes. the free-for-all in the corporate sphere. Exactly. And and it's not expecting the corporate sphere to cut themselves off. Like, yeah. it has to be done from the top down. And so that's not my argument. Right. Right. I thought about well, it. Well, I was going to shoot that right down. Well, initially, I was like, ah. And then I was like, wait, wait a second. I can go deeper. 
And so um, my next point that I actually stand behind is in different ways, but uh, similar to the day after tomorrow, this is a failed metaphor. Oh, what what failed as a metaphor? So nobody residing on planet Earth created the meteor. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right? Yeah. Like, the, the implication being things would have kept on trekking along had that darned meteor not shown up. Ah. Right? Yeah, kind of the, like, culpability. Mm-hmm part of it i can see that yeah and that's not an original idea to me i saw someone else go over that and i was like actually yes that is correct it's a failed metaphor it's it's got all the coding of being about climate change well i mean the the pushback on that would be that by the time we found out about climate change we didn't know we were doing it right like it it, it was started completely innocently Mm -hmm. right it was just like let's have bigger things let's have more things let's make it cheaper to get things you know this like bustling commerce and i mean there was a lot of problem with uh you know working conditions and Mm -hmm. all of these things were fought out and it was a really tough growing pain era and then when they realized that this was harming the environment Mm -hmm. it was already in motion yes and when it was put in motion they did not do it with they were blameless in how they impacted the environment at first they just did not understand it blameless is probably the wrong word it is but like (laughs) because like immediate short-term effects would have been evident like in the industrial revolution like i'm thinking of the smog yeah in london yeah like that wasn't good yeah but you know they they didn't have they didn't quite have even the health risks put together on that mm-hmm. one. Like, they just... Yeah. You know, by the time we realized that we were hurting the environment, we had already been hurting the environment for a while. So, in that case, by the time it was spotted, it was already, like, in motion. It was a thing. Mm-hmm. However, it formed beforehand, right? I'll give you that. But it was... If the metaphor would go on, it was like after spotting the comet, we started sending more things to it to make it bigger. Yeah. Right? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Right? Like if you followed through with that part of it, we would have been (laughs) making it worse and then started mining it. Yeah. 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 Um, So that's like the climatey issue I have with this okay movie. okay Tote like came out of left field and hit me like a truck to the face my issue that i'm actually a little like er ooh, about ooh, <laughs> not climate related i'm totally gonna fight you on this one let's let's go i don't know what it is i really don't but want this movie's so good you've got to be full of it let's hear it <laughs> i don't want you to fight me on this one i, I want your you to have my back dang it yeah we'll see about that I don't like the coding around uh, industrial capitalist entrepreneur type figures in movies. Okay. Uh, Is this kind of like Dinosaur Steve? Yes. Because 
uh, and like seeing them almost back to back really just like brought it in my face because I think these are particularly egregious examples Uh is just how neurodivergent and weird they are portrayed and like specifically for the audience to pick up on that like it's in the camera like the actors like so many choices being made to say these people smart weird and bad kind of like that like the savant stereotype yes yeah right so like yeah. the vibes I got off of Dinosaur Steve in the newest uh, Jurassic World movie, uh, Jurassic World Dominion, and we call him Dinosaur Steve because he's the big bad scientist guy. That's supposed to be kind of like Steve Jobs. Yeah, it's Dodgson. Like, he's he's dressed like Steve it's Jobs, Dodgson. and he's like eating almonds and yeah, he's like can't stay focused and, and making a thing out of eating almonds. Yes, like, like he yeah. gave me super strong ADHD vibes. Yeah, and then this <laughs> guy whose name I don't remember. But again, like another Steve Jobs type. And yes, very infantilized and um, like not having the DS5 in front of me or DSM-5, whatever it's called, the diagnostic manual. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like on the autism spectrum, maybe. Well, there was also a little bit of element of he might have been putting that on. Mm-hmm. Because he kind of like knew what was up in other things, right? Yeah. And he was like, maybe, like, this one you could have argued that he used that I'm just so weird as like a power move to like make people think he was super smart. But like, but I don't know. Not- like, do people like do that? I guess I haven't really heard so them <laughs> talk. I read their dumb ramblings on twitter so uh, like the other big figure that i think this like character is is drawing from is elon musk right and when elon musk went on snl and everyone thought why is he on snl i don't want to see him on snl uh his retort was you just didn't like it because i'm on the autism spectrum and use that as a defense of no we just don't think you're somebody that should be that much of a figure in our exactly public exactly consciousness right yeah Yeah. um and so like i don't like like it's like when you see the bad guys and they're they have some kind of physical deformity or scar or something and everyone else looks pristine right almost like look at the left-handed person they must be of the devil yes yeah it's like ah (laughs) They're neurodivergent in some weird way. I can maybe put my finger on if I have looked into this in any depth, but would otherwise result in high school bullying. Right. (laughs) And they're the bad guy. They're not like us. They don't care about the same things. Well, and it's really funny, too, because if they are so smart Mm -hmm. that they have trouble communicating with the public Mm -hmm. which is a thing yes that's not quite autism or ADD yeah like a lot of it I think is training well and I mean some of it is just like seeing a situation differently because of how your uh, brain's processing things that's true and sometimes that like that's why you do see some of the like uh, equating of uh, super intelligence and autism traits Mm -hmm. um 
even though sometimes it's not like they're yeah, mutually, like the, the, they're like the majority of people on the spectrum yeah. aren't savants. Right, right. Um, but if they are the kind of super genius mm-hmm. that struggles to speak to people, they don't make it to CEO. No, they don't. They are the weird dude that everybody wants to not work with, mm-hmm. but dang, no one will fire him because they're making the... The thing real good. The thing real good. Just leave them be. Yeah. Or they they find a, a workplace with a bunch of other people with similar traits. No, because they can't get funding. That's the thing. Well, like, I guess I'm not thinking of, like, super genius types. I think, I think I'm just thinking of, like... No, no, no. The okay. really, really, really smart people. Yeah. That that can't communicate because they're just so dang smart. Yeah. They're not going to be a CEO. They're not going to be able to go get funding. Yes. Like somebody has to do that for them. That's true. Um, the, the, it's just not, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, and, <sighs> and... And, I mean, there's people that have been really smart and did have social skills, right? Yes. Right? But if they're really smart and don't have social skills, they're not going to be the CEO. They're going to be like, Elon Musk is not the guy that invents the stuff. He doesn't have the smarts. (laughs) He does not have the know-how for that. Yeah. He does not. He has inherited wealth. Yes. That pays someone who has the smarts. Or bought the patents from the guy who has the smarts already. Right? Yes. Like, he is constantly tripping over himself. Yeah. Just the very idea of the CEO being smart. And see, I did read this one, though, as everybody wants to project this idea Mm -hmm. that CEOs are just so much smarter. And I mean, it's really futile. It's feudalism, right? Yeah. Because, like, that, you know, in the Middle Ages, like, people would uh, refer to the aristocracy as your betters. There were plenty of people who thought that that was just a better breed of human than you and your kind. Well, and you see it in, like, self-help types. It's like, the people who are good and better... That will be signified by how wealthy they are, because they wouldn't be so wealthy if they weren't so much better than the poor's. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, like, I didn't read it as... So I thought that this was satiring that thought. Right? But, I mean... Yeah. I, I didn't read it that way, because, like, the thing that makes, like, that would be the reveal of that, right, is... He gets called like a, a greedy businessman by goes, a scientist. Businessman? You think I don't care? No. I, I, did he say that? Yes. He said, no, he said, do you think I'm a businessman? Or Yeah. He, yeah, no. He, he did a whole thing. Yeah. He did a whole thing. And that, to me, uh, seemed to be less about the character and more about uh, just like capitalism yeah that was um you know very similar to the people who were like we're we're disruptors mm-hmm. we're not doing business we're innovators i'm we're gonna not help doing business. so many people yeah. with my space cell phones yeah yeah like the the varying ways that they try to market businessman mm-hmm. away from calling it what it is yes 
And so... They're venture capitalists, they're businessmen. I didn't see that as the mask being lifted. Yeah. Well, no, that's what I'm saying, is that they were portraying him as that type of businessman mm-hmm. that wants to act like there's something more. Mm-hmm. And he wants everybody emot- to believe that they're smarter than them. He had emotional support children for a conference announcement. <laughs> Which was a choice. <laughs> like, I don't... What? How? How yeah. are they supporting him? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but they were they were satiring. Yeah. Clearly. The, clearly. The idea of the like I'm just really smart. Yeah. But but they did it in a way that came off as uh, ableist. Exactly. Exactly. Because the majority of people who are neurodivergent, have ADHD, depression, anxiety, autism, uh, uh, OCD, bipolar disorder, right? Like, the majority of them aren't CEOs who are actively contributing to killing the planet. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I don't disagree with you, but I will say this. Something like that, while an important concept for people, Needs to really take a backstage to, holy crap, the planet is dying. Right? Yeah. And, like, that's what we need to walk away from this. Like, holy crap, the planet is dying, y'all. Yeah, and the individual can't fix it. And the individual can't fix it. And um, they know. They know it's happening. Mm -hmm. I mean, now the scientists, the climate scientists are starting to admit to what a lot of us have kind of suspected for a long time is that this can get to extinction levels. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, this is heading on this track. Well, because, I mean, extrapolate from mass migration and rising sea levels and, like, on a certain time frame. Yeah, huh? Well, and also extrapolate from what's the temperature zone that's habitable. Mm Mm-hmm. It's going to get smaller and smaller. Right? Yeah. Like, look at our neighboring two planets. <laughs> They've both had, like, Venus has uh, greenhouse gas mm. buildup. It's insanely hot. It's hotter than uh, Mercury that's closer to the sun, right? Mm-hmm. And then Mars has destroyed its um, atmosphere. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. And so it's getting straight radiation. It's not, uh, it doesn't stay warm. And also the radiation is intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we are in the Goldilocks zone, right? Yes. And I used to think that that was like, well, yeah, we're in between Mars and Venus. Like, no, Mars and Venus are both actually in the Goldilocks zone. Their atmospheres just aren't any good. Mm-hmm. And we're doing that artificially. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like, yes, climate, big issue. Yeah. But with like there being the the top 0.01% or the seven people who own the majority of the money, like all all that kind of stuff, like these CEO types are are huge public figures. Yeah. Who, um, you know, from the top down, like choose the course of their corporations and influence people to think completely stupid things. Okay, so... About the climate. There is uh, There was a report today in the New York Times that talked about 
um, state legislatures and uh, Republican politicians mm. um, penalizing companies that reduce uh, their carbon footprint. footprint. What? Yeah. Because big oil uh-huh. and the coal industry, mm-hmm. depending on what state, what your state's big, um, yeah. you know, dirty energy manufacturer mm-hmm. is, right, are lobbying really hard to, like, stop the state from doing business with banks who have divested in coal. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because... Don't do don't do any business with the people that say that they can't use coal anymore, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and so banks uh, that that are divesting from dirty energy mm-hmm. are being punished by these state legislators, um, successfully punished, like not yeah. just randomly pushed for, um, and and then just regular companies that say they're going to cut their greenhouse emissions, they're mm-hmm. going to use renewable energy or something like that they're getting punished because that big corporation now is not using the dirty energy Mm. from the funders of these legislators yeah and the model legislation is being pushed through by a nonprofit organization that's based in shawnee kansas Ooh, yeah which is right down the street from us Mm y'all like my grandmother lives there. I go there all the time. Yeah, it's like what, my parents live 15 there. Fifteen minutes. I grew up there. Yeah. So, I I'm sitting there going like, all right, we've got some regular people identified mm-hmm. who are actually having an outsized voice on all of our deaths, mm-hmm. and I kind of want to go stand out in front of that, like the crazy conservatives do to abortion clinics. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because it is really, it's time mm-hmm. to take serious action and, and make it a priority. Well, it's been time, right? It has. It has. But um, it's the, if you couldn't start yesterday, start today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, mitigating. Wait, they, they kept saying that they were going to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like. They were going to limit uh, carbon emissions, and they were going to limit it to below two degrees Celsius cooling. Um, and then, then they broke every single one of those promises. Mm-hmm. Like in the '90s, when they realized how bad things were, really, like when the public started to right, mm-hmm. when the big push was there, when we were watching Captain Planet on TV when we were mm-hmm. kids, right. They were like, oh, it's the 2020 plan. It's the 2020 plan. Hmm. And like everything. like I've never heard of the 2020 mm -hmm. plan. Yeah. They had this climate reduction goal that was for 2020. Mm -hmm. And they always talked about the 2020 plan. I mean, this is if you were paying attention to climate stuff. Yeah. And they really didn't do it. Yeah. But they talked about how they were doing it basically all the way up until 2020. Well, and like... But it didn't happen. You look at... We're now farther along than they projected. You look at how our systems are set up to maintain or to affect change. And it is 
like a lot of people we've never seen pictures of who are like head of the oil company or financial analyst at the oil company you know and that's something too is because this movie did make it seem like you would be able to point to the people who Mm -hmm. are doing it yeah and you you can't they're like they're doing their job making money because that's the primary goal of our current system (laughs) yeah and and it's almost like democratic systems are not don't function in a way that can make this happen well not because you can't convince people to do the thing that no one else is doing Mm -hmm. until everyone else does it Mm -hmm. and everybody is doing that so it will never happen Mm -hmm. And, and the united states will sit there and go but china but china but india but india i was like but we could do something yeah. Like even mitigating climate change and not just like solving climate change would still improve things. Make it less worse. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And even just the term climate change, like it it just has become so I do like climate disaster. Passe. Like, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. That thing that's always at the back of the mind. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. yeah. And the movie portrays that, right? Yeah. But I also think in portraying that, it didn't have to conflate in the movie bad guy capitalist with neurodivergent. Yeah. It's not the biggest issue. Yeah, I mean, like, it's kind of the same thing with like, oh, gun violence is solved by mental health. Yeah, it's like, like oh, no, we no. know plenty of mental ill people that no, are no, not no, no, no. I I mean, I, yeah. Gun violence is solved by reducing guns and uh, the kind of ideology that makes you think, hey, it's really cool if I kill a bunch of people because they're not white. And or they, you know, they're not. Or they're going to be my girlfriend. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. That's not mental illness. That's you believe bad things yeah yeah and you might have a hard time because of how unpleasant you are yeah but uh, but it it is really like whenever a bad thing happens they they do try to point to Mm -hmm. it being uh some variety of neurodivergence Mm -hmm. when neurodivergent people are actually like very chill historically scapegoated and like looked down upon by society like yeah, it's, it's. But I have not met very many neurodivergent people who were not deeply connected and caring for their communities and people around them. Yeah, just with a possibly different outward expression. Uh huh. Right. Uh huh. But maybe even one that is different because they're just able to see the problem better than you are. Yes. One of my favorite stories ever. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna go real. I have experienced problems in my life. It no. has not been a silver spoon. It's, Don't. It's been a Lies. plastic spork in this mouth <laughs> on some occasions. <laughs> um, and I was listening to some Brene Brown podcast. Like, she's got a podcast. It's called 
something else this is the only podcast you should listen to don't listen to that one and she had a guest on who uh was talking about her experiences and some book or a thing and how she'd been a sensitive child growing up and, and people around her adults around her were always like you're just too sensitive you need to toughen up and so she started like repressing a lot of stuff and and dealt with like some addiction issues and and things later on in adult life and you know worked through that stuff and was raising her own daughter and her own daughter she viewed as a sensitive person and this this daughter's uh, pretty young like before middle school and she gets called in because after that day's lesson when all the other kids went outside to play her daughter stayed in her seat crying because that day in class they learned about the polar bears and what was happening to the polar bears and she was very sad and concerned about these polar bears right it was more important than recess yeah and for weeks if not months that was the topic of discussion in their household was the polar bears (laughs) like she had friends sending emails posing as like the president of antarctica the bears are okay now (laughs) and as she said her daughter was sensitive not stupid (laughs) (laughs) and eventually towards the end of this um she was tucking her little girl in to bed to go to sleep and this girl said you know right now it's the polar bears and no one cares but it'll be us later (laughs) and then the mom said good night closed the door and had a meltdown (laughs) because it's true yeah i was gonna say like the daughter is behaving the only sane way to react to that which is what genuinely sane which is what the mother concluded it's not sensitivity it's actually an appropriate response (laughs) to an upsetting situation yeah 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 and uh too many people just can't be upset Mm. like they're conflict averse they're negative feeling adverse the false positivity thing Mm -hmm. um they can't be a lot of the people who can't be upset are the ones who like to laugh and point at how everyone else is upset that's true right yeah um but like we're doing it Mm -hmm. we're responsible for it we are going to die yeah. as a planet Yes, if we don't change. And there are people right now who believe that we're already past the point where we can even change it enough to save us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's terrifying. And I'd like to hope that's not true. But even still, saving ourselves means putting a stop to it. Mm-hmm today mm-hmm. yeah and and there's still not so like five more years of this i mean that's five more years closer to and it compounds yeah it's snowballing mm-hmm. and if they keep doing this fireballing yeah it's just going to kill us all yeah just as it, a it a, is a whole thing crops will fail oh yeah uh crops are already failing this year mm-hmm it will get worse every year. We have not had a year that wasn't a record wildfire year uh, 
in what since maybe 2015 or something i can't yeah it's been it's been a while yeah it's been a while and i growing up in california right i spent a lot of my childhood it's just like well right now we're in a drought but as i got older those droughts became more frequent and progressively worse Mm -hmm. and the fires got worse and that has just continued yeah yeah and you know they're, they're, they talk about the fires like well why don't we why don't we try the indigenous method of forest management maybe that would be good and it's like yeah dummies mm-hmm. it probably would have been good the whole time but also it's not that at this point no you need to do other things and and my my family still lives in california and a year or two ago like uh there were systematic shutdowns by the power companies in certain areas to like avoid the potential of like sparking a fire oh wow! right like like it affects everything what needs power your home okay hospitals okay like and the power companies like like yes it's good to not have a fire here but also it'd be nice to have power can we maybe come up with a solution for this right yeah Yeah. because it didn't stop the fires it maybe just didn't cause a couple more yeah i mean i didn't used to see wildfires in kansas because they look really different it's just like whole fields burning Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. um and sometimes they set them on purpose yeah that was one of the things in 2020 during the period where uh, like I maybe saw three people in person. Like yeah. after immediate quarantine was like I can see three people and we're wearing masks and it's only because we absolutely have to do our job. Yeah, yeah. Like I was a government employee and, and right, right. People's rights. Um, and I remember distinctly like seeing the news and the local news about how today was like a bad air day, and also people were having covid and the hospital numbers were bad and covid affects your lungs and ability to breathe and we've asked the farmers please very nicely don't do your field burning today it's a bad day for it and they just did their field burning yeah like it wasn't I've always it's so I've always done it this way. Who are you to tell me otherwise? Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, but the people in the hospitals and like But they don't care. I know, I know. But like and, that's why that stood and, out and to me. All of climate change is like that. hmm I mean, we're saying we'd really like to not die and their the the response is basically, Well, you maybe. I'm sorry you're afraid of this mm-hmm. catastrophic event because I don't understand that the habitability formula for planets is actually way more fragile than you're expecting yeah yeah and so to bring it back around like the the and like the bad guys the people contributing to the problem in this movie were politicians uh conservative even non-politicians right just like right-wing people uh news media 
and neurodivergent CEOs. Yeah, yeah. And the neurodivergent people understand that the things they do affect other people. Yes. They understand it more than than non-neurodivergent people. And oftentimes that's why it's very, very difficult mm-hmm. for them to talk or act. Yeah. Because they know that every single one of the talks and acts mm-hmm. can have a consequence. Yeah. And and there's something to be said for empathy. <laughs> like... My, maybe that's not what the the problem is. Yeah, like like in my own spork experiences. Mm-hmm. We it, found out yesterday that I've been saying what's up to Amanda every time she walks in the door. And she's been interpreting that as a literal question that she has to come up with a good answer to. So she settled on... I have arrived, which I thought was an awkward way to announce yourself, but it turned out she thought I really needed to know what exactly she was doing at that moment when I said, what's up? Is that spork? (laughs) Not one of the ones I was thinking of, but yes, that could be a spork. my absolute favorite, though, because it makes total sense. She was trying very hard to be nice to me, by having a kind and considerate answer to that earnest question of what's up I'd asked her when she walked in the door. And also, as I had just talked to her on the phone before she arrived, nothing had happened since the last time I spoke to her, as would be expected on a five-minute drive. So she walks in the door and gets asked what new has happened in the five-minute drive, and all she could come up with is, I have arrived? There's a little bit of a question mark there. Slightly robotic. Very much like I am an I am a space alien response to what's up. But it was like, okay. She <laughs> likes to... I thought she was working on her grand entrance. No. Right? I can be so and much grander. Needed, and then it needed workshopped. But... Also, what kind of friend to not help me workshop that bad of an entrance? <laughs> Amy, I'm hurt. I was, but I was also trying to be nice. I was like, you know, if she wants to announce her entry into a room that way, who am I to judge? And we both just sat there and were nice to each other about the really bizarre crap we thought the other was doing. For months. <laughs> Probably years. Well, well no, no, yeah, no, like because, a year and a half, probably. Like consistently for months. Yeah, and and then you know, she brings up yesterday, like, why do you always ask me what's up when I walk in the house? I was like, well, Amanda, I'm from the nineties. <laughs> Amy's a very inquisitive and genuinely caring person. Of course she wants to know. That's just, like, in her character. (laughs) However, for whatever reason, it hasn't occurred to her that most days nothing of import has happened since we last spoke. (laughs) But she's always (laughs) so friendly, and she keeps asking the question, so I assume she genuinely wants to know. Yeah. 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 It confuses me, but who am I to withhold information from someone who so strongly desires it? Yeah. 
So this is what this is what actually happens when neurodivergent people interact. Um, <laughs> we occasionally try to outnice each other and into just the most bizarre outcomes. You've thought I've been having a rough day every day I've come over. I know. Every time she goes, I have arrived. I think it's like, boy, she's having it rough today. That's the most enthusiasm she can come up with. I have arrived. So, wasn't one of the Spork experiences I was thinking of. Like, I was thinking of more like sad periods of my life. No, 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 no. But like, but that's a good example because like, Everybody was just trying to be nice. Yeah. And each side thought it was a really bizarre interaction. Yes. <laughs> but just kept going on with it. What's the harm? No. Yeah. Yeah. Like, does this really hurt me? No. Is it confusing? Yes. Does it keep happening? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but does, like... <laughs> Is it an actual negative impact on my life or anything else? Or anyone around you, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, neurodivergence is more often stemming <laughs> from a, a, a need to be uh, safe in being polite, right? Well, that's how it manifests in some ways, yeah. Like, it kind of, a, it, it gets a little, it gets a little protectionist. You get a little bit, like, overthinking of, like... Is well, this and, going to harm And that's a me? symptom of so many conditions overthinking. That's that's why that's why we're using terms like neurodivergence. Yeah, because exactly. It has a lot of causes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of crossover between certain like specific mm -hmm. diagnoses. Mm -hmm. Um, but like even as a kid, having those differences and you know getting feedback, uh, just from people who maybe didn't know there there was something diagnosable with me but just we're like oh that's a little weird you know um and just seeing the world differently in that way like i over time it gained so much empathy for uh like minority groups and and all those kinds of things that like yeah yeah like, like because th this is this is something that i i felt was formative for me too mm. is that when people would react to me as though i was a problem mm -hmm. And I knew to some extent what was going on with me. Mm -hmm. And I knew that like in those moments, maybe I just needed a hug. Yeah. Or, like, I needed someone to maybe explain the situation a little differently to me. Yeah. Like I needed not what I got. Yes. I got treated like crap. Mm -hmm. I got treated like a burden, a problem, uh, crazy. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. And. It really, like, hit home for me, like, don't treat people like that. Yeah. Because I know I'm not a burden or a problem or crazy, actually. I know that. Yeah. I, I know that uh, every last one of these people is just being real weird mm -hmm. because they didn't notice that this thing was actually happening. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And so, like, you don't have, like, not, not everyone, like, gets super empathetic or what have you, but, like, um... But you can it, have those like, like understand, yeah, yeah. Like it, it can be more real in some ways, right? Um, so just it's not the thing the movie's about, but it is the thing that I particularly took issue with. 
Yeah. I get that. But really, uh, do something. Yeah. Do something about the climate stuff because we really are going to kill ourselves. Yeah. As a, as a whole planet. You're not in, you're, our listeners are probably not in, in charge of these big decisions. But, uh, you know, like ripple effect, like you, you do what. Just do something. Just yeah, do something. Do what you can. And maybe that'll. And I don't it. mean turn the lights off when you're not in the room. No. Like that, no. What I mean is, you like, know. Like politically. Write letters, make phone calls, yeah. uh, educate other people about it. Mm-hmm. Like it has to be a full collective movement. Yeah. Uh, not a change your individual behavior. Mm-hmm. Like, like okay, well, it, okay. It, I don't, I don't like to use plastic bags, mm-hmm. but I'm not saving the world doing that. No. Um, I think maybe going down to this uh, office and harassing some <laughs> not-for-profit organization that's literally ruining our planet, that might be a really great thing to do. Yeah. Well, and like, if you think of Get it- Get some really foul signs. Like, they- Just so many birds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think of all the birds. Yeah, it's going to be full of birds, Amanda. Yeah. So These many. birds. Oh, <laughs> there was a gesture. <laughs> anyway, I don't, I don't know. That That's my idea. Well, that, and, and that's what I'm putting out there. My yeah. idea is I think we need to go and harass <laughs> a not-for-profit organization that is pulling strings behind uh, the curtain that we... You, we're getting the effects that we cannot see these people, right? And it's it's one of many, right? Yeah, no. Um, there's probably one in your area. Yeah. Well, and like... We're it, not protesting well right now. No, we're not. We should be protesting in the places that it hurts. Uh, I, I see it over and over again. When people protest in, in D.C., they want to protest on the mall. When they protest in New York, they want to go to Times Square or Wall Street. When they... Well, Wall Street made better sense, actually. Mm-hmm. Yes, it did. Uh, but it's all kind of, you know, mm-hmm. New York, whatever. It's fake. And <laughs> New York doesn't exist. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> Just got another gesture. Not the one you're thinking, but it is insulting. <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, in, in Kansas City, they like to go down to uh, one of the more iconic fountains. Mm. But... You know, why Why are we making it comfortable for the pharmaceutical industries to operate in their little buildings? Mm-hmm. Why are we making it comfortable for planet polluters to operate in their little buildings? Mm-hmm. Like, the especially here in Kansas, especially here in Kansas, the right wing will go and harass women getting a mammogram mm-hmm. because they're getting it at Planned Parenthood. They will call them names. They will cuss at them. They mm-hmm. will throw things. They will do all kinds of horror. Like, they have to have armed guards and a metal detector at the women's clinic. Mm-hmm. Right? I wish that not-for-profit organizations that promoted uh, the coal industry's lobbying efforts mm-hmm. were uncomfortable walking into their buildings. Yeah. And if you feel like in that same way, that is constitutionally protected, right? Yeah. That, that's your right to harass in the same way that the Planned Parenthood protesters do. You guys stay on the sidewalk. Make sure you're on public lands. Mm-hmm. 
but there's a way to do it. Like you have to stay on the public land, yeah. and uh, you know, and, and don't you, actually assault people. They 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 can't arrest you for throwing things at yeah. them. Yeah, but if you feel like, well, if I went and protested, I would be the only one standing there. It's like, okay, well, have you tried talking to your friends about it? Have you tried talking to your family about it? Maybe they disagree with you a little bit. Talk to them about it. Maybe they'll stop disagreeing with you. Maybe they won't, but you'll find some people who do agree with you who would go, oh, yeah, I'd go stand on that sidewalk. And then you have more people standing on the sidewalk. Yeah. Right? Or, you know, even one person looking like a total wacko can be embarrassing. That's so true. You can embarrass some people by yourself. I saw one person protest in a little town in uh, eastern Kansas. Uh Uh-huh. And I was so proud. They had a sign. They were on a corner. They were protesting the same thing that people at, like, the big marches were protesting. But they were doing it in this little town. And they were all by themselves. (laughs) And they were all by themselves. But, it, like, anybody who drove down that main street, that issue would have been in their face. Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. Uh, Yeah. And especially when it's not just, like, holding a sign or whatnot. When it's going to make... Them the uncomfortable. Pe- the real bad actors. Yeah. Uncomfortable. It's like, what are you doing? Just do something, y'all. Yeah. Find something to do and go do it. It can be uh, really fun. That's the kind of thing that we all need to collectively do. It is in our hands, mm-hmm. but it's not, you know... Play some rock music. Reducing like, the amount of shower like, you take. Like... like your showers aren't depleting all the water. No, 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 Coca-Cola no. is. Yeah. The bottle of water but, industry but is. If, like, but if you're like, well, I, I work all day and I'm so tired. And, and it's like, yeah. Yes. Agreed. However. Uh, find something that you do have the energy for. Yeah. You can have fun doing this kind of stuff. Like Amanda and I <laughs> spent the entirety of the uh, <laughs> campaign season against a, like, Kansas was trying to pass a constitutional amendment to the Kansas Constitution to ban abortion, mm-hmm. um, which is simplistic, and it didn't read exactly that way. I don't care. That was the end goal, and anyone who tries to argue that with me is just annoying. Even if you like wanted to regulate, like the way the amendment was written was stupid and would not have accomplished that goal. Right? Yeah, like it was bad law. Well, it was just, it was meaning to remove the right to abortion from the It was meaning to do that, but a lot of people heard the other messaging. Yeah. Right. So, uh, Amanda and I went out and collected signs that were in the public sphere, like on public property. Mm-hmm. We went and cleaned up all that litter so that I didn't have to look at fascist anti-abortion messaging every yeah. day driving and, around town and it was not an activity i would normally participate in like just driving around like picking up garbage on a, on a weeknight however was i gonna do anything better with that weeknight no yeah <laughs> like and we had fun yeah we, lis- we listened to classic rock and we made some people upset got some cardio got in chased. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, like it was an event. Every people night. would scream at us, and I'd stick my hand out the window yeah. and give them the like rock and like, roll. If you ever just drive around to think and relax, like we did that with a friend, and did political activity. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was a good time, <laughs> and you know, it didn't save the day. No, we didn't save the day, but we did a thing. And it, when when it, too many people do a thing like that, 
when there's too many people doing a thing Mm -hmm. change has to happen yeah because like just the two of us and and occasionally like a, a third person like we picked up a lot of garbage and a lot of people saw that and started talking to their families and or stuff. picking up garbage on their own when they saw, saw that it. too. Yeah, yeah. Like but it has a ripple effect. Go do something. Yeah. What's your ebook on this one? Oh. Um. Th- the only thing that comes to my mind is that NSYNC song, <laughs> "Space Cowboy." <laughs> Where it goes, yeah, 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 yippee ki <laughs> And it's all about the end of the world. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so the chorus from the space... You've cow- completely startled me. Like, I don't even remember what my ubric was now. <laughs> that was like... <laughs> I, I'm having an ubric to your ubric instead of the movie. All right. I think mine for the movie was like, whoo. That's the best I could come up with right now. I had something better. And then she was like, you know, like, yippee ki I'm like, no. What? Well, it, oh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's NSYNC uh-huh. 90s. Uh-huh. Uh, a song I do enjoy. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, it's fun, but also about the apocalypse. Okay. And right. space. Okay. All right. All right. right. Like, it's on theme. Yeehaw! Yeah! All right. Just want to remind everybody that we are professionals. Don't watch these at home. Another night to film.